boys, we just finished listening to Willie on the ColecoVisions podcast. Kowalski, what is the private Enrico doing over there? They appear to be accessing something called an SNES, sir. Check the net about this SNES. It appears to be some type of entertainment device. There's a file here referring to it. Soul Blazers, the SNES podcast. Awesome. Top drawer, top shelf, top Nintendo. Begin Operation Nintendcast. A Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast, with your hosts, Soulblazer and George. Hello everybody, welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 86 for your listening pleasure. Uh, we're getting up there in numbers. George and I were, George and I were just talking talking about this like off mic uh, before we started the podcast. This is the 50th episode that George has been on here with me as a permanent co-host. He's heating up! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely on fire at this point after almost two years. Is so. it the shoes? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't don't know if you wear shoes. Well, you might, but a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of folks around here like wear flip flops almost all year I, long. I, I wear the weather, so I wear boots. Uh, That's what I, I wear. Get that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're giving you a work environment. I, I hope you wear boots. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be dangerous, but <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, um, yeah. As you as you may have possibly have guessed from those like those uh, like those like those bites, or if you paid attention to uh, our coming in announcement from the last episode, uh, we're covering the Super NES port of the very popular uh, casual sports arcade game NBA Jam, uh, which was which originally came out in the arcades in 1993, uh, published in about the midway. The Super NES version of the game was published by I'm sorry sorry, was was published by Midway Stowe, but was developed by a company called Iguana Entertainment. Ugh. They handled most of the home ports of the games. They made some bad games. They Not also, saying that oh, yeah. this one is, but uh, they yeah, their for track sure made some bad mixed. games. They did make some... Um, you know, uh, their ports... They were pretty good at their ports. It was, in, like, it was their ports, I think. I mean, this port, Virtual Fighter 2, Virtual Cop, you know, those are like pretty good ports. I think, you know, I, um, I think what came down to the original games, their, their track record kind of goes, yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, this got, 
But uh, yeah, so um, before we get into the game, I'm, I'm just going to mention this here for a little bit here, like at the top of the to, uh, off the top, to get George's opinion on this and whatnot, and also to and also to answer and also to answer a question, a question, a question that I've been asked with uh, recently by a lot of people, namely, why don't you guys like our more sports games on the podcast? Well, there's two reasons for that. <laughs> uh, one of them being being my one of them being my respectable co-host here. I mean, um, you know, you know. You know, I don't mean this. As, you know, I don't mean this as an insult to George, to George at all. You know, George is just not a big sports a sports fan, a sports game fan like I am. You know, I'm on the record as having said numerous numerous times, and there numerous times that I'm a big sports fan. I love a lot of sports games. You know, I play a lot of them still regularly. But um, yeah, we all have genres. Of, yeah, we all like genres. Genres of games, which we really don't do much for us for one reason or another you know I'm not a big wrestling fan so like you know we all have like you know this kind of stuff that we're kind of into like into and not into and like you know um, you know I'm sure George would go along with covering a game, uh, uh, covering covering a game, a game, a game with me. I've twisted his arm. I don't think I twisted his arm on this game, but we'll find out here when we get into it. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, just like you know, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to talk about games of certain to, uh, 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 talk about games of certain topic. It both like a both play like a host on a host on a show want to talk about it. And like I said, it's not meant as you know. And like I said, it's not meant. As, this is not meant as like a uh, um, criticism or complaint or, 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 or complaint or complaint anything, anything like as far as like you go, George. But um, you know, like, but you know, but you know that is, but you know, but you know that is like a big reason. Yeah. But so, but but there's, not, but there's also yeah, but there's also not like big reason, and a big reason that is, and that is, and that is, that is like in my honest opinion, I just don't think most of the sports library for the Super NES has aged very well over the years. Um, it's strange because it's strange because it's strange because I'm thinking about this recently and I'm like, there were a lot of good sports games I remember playing the Super NES as a kid back when this thing was new. I mean, like you know the, um, you know there are a lot of good baseball, uh, baseball games, football games, whatnot that came on the system, and uh, I don't have the same nostalgia like those games I did with the NES uh, equivalent uh, equivalent sports games because even like nowadays I still think that games like. Tecmo Bowl for football and Double Dribble for basketball and and the uh, and RBI baseball for baseball and Blades of Steel for ho- for hockey are all still real good, really fun, great uh, great sports games that still hold up very well today. Uh, you know, I still go back and play. Uh, um, you know, I, I still I still go back and play those games on a regular basis, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. It's just like you know, I think maybe I think maybe because. Uh, the Super NES was not really geared to be a sports system. The Genesis obviously had the advantage, uh, the advantage in that because it's faster, uh, 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 because it's uh, because it's faster, like faster processor, and the other and the other resolu- and the other resolution modes that that system had to make it more advantageous for sports games. And we're gonna and 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 and, and that does show and that, and that does show of NBA Jam, which we're gonna talk about here like later on. But um, it, it's not to say the Super NES didn't have good sports games like for like when it came. Uh, sorry, like when it came out, but um, yeah, just a lot of them have not aged particularly well for one reason or another. I mean, like you know, I, I tried to play some, I tried to play some, play some of them recently, and I'm just like, yeah, it just it doesn't have that appeal that the NES games like still do, that still do like me for very for one reason or another. So you know, I just don't so so you know, I just don't think that with a few exceptions, most of the library of the system, I, the system for that category has just not aged very well. I, I mean, of course, there are exceptions. I mean, uh, Phil and I a couple years ago covered the covered you covered you covered the, covered the three technical games that came on Super NES, and those games I think uh, and, uh, on those games I think are still a lot, a lot of fun. Um, it's not really a sports game per 
per se, but I, per, se per se, but I do want to cover um, uh, Super Punch Out uh, on this podcast uh, at one point. It's only kind of loosely a sports game, like a little bit, like in the sense that uh, the original Tecmo, uh, sorry, the, the original um, uh, Punch Out was a sports game. It's, it's uh, but. Uh, um, um, I am curious to check out Mega Man Soccer, uh, which uh, which I've heard some good things about. So that one, that one, I will twist your arm on it at some point, George. Uh, but <laughs> wonderful. But uh, yeah, so like you know, those two reasons all taken together is like uh, is the, it's like the primary reason why we uh, primary reason uh, primary reason why we're, uh, why we've not covered a lot of them a lot of uh, a lot of the Bob Sports Library in this, in, in this podcast, and why we're probably not going to cover most uh, like most of them like most of them on the podcast. So for that, George, like you're welcome. But. Um, <laughs> Um, I did, but I did want to look at this version of the game because this is a game I spent a lot of time in, um, uh, uh, you know, like in the arcades, like when it first came out, and I, and I had a lot of a lot of fun playing this game. And um, a mutual friend of ours, and um, uh, Joe, who also does some uh, podcasting every now and then, like the level, uh, mentioned in a recent episode of that podcast that she had played that she played played and enjoyed the, the Genesis version of this game as a kid, even though she wasn't a sports fan either. And I'm like. I totally forgot the 16-bit versions of this game existed because I never, to be, I never played the Super NES version. Like at this point, I was curious to see how this like came to because, and to be, to be as again, this is this is a case of them trying to shoehorn a more powerful arcade game into into hardware like their hardware is not their hardware their hardware that is not as powerful uh, in either graphical sound or or processor ability as the original arcade game uh, like Doom, which like like we've covered in a recent episode, so. I was curious to see how well I was curious to see like how well that came out. Um, George, uh, you knew about this game, but you never had played any version of it before until now, right? Um, I have tournament edition on the Jaguar. Oh, okay. And I played it to test it. Okay, yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, uh, this arcade game was very popular, so it got ported numerous systems. Besides, besides Super Nintendo Genesis, it also came out on the Game Gear, the Game Boy, the Sega CD, the PlayStation, the Saturn, the Jaguar that George has mentioned, and the 32X. And they all have like pros and cons. Um, I think as far as the um, as far as the as far as the conversions go, the Jaguar version's biggest complaint for me is the music. The sound effects music just sound terrible in that version of the game. <laughs> I, I have no idea what happened there, but ugh, it's pretty atrocious. So, but and the oh and the characters that the players they look they look they look horrendous. <laughs> it's like you know, the, like big heads and like cartoon bodies. To Isn't fair, that kind of what NBA Jam is, though? Yeah, but it wasn't quite as bad in this version of the game. It wasn't quite as bad like in the arcade version of the game. Some of the ports of the okay. game, they re- they had some, yeah, some of the ports of the game, they really had a hard time getting that head under the body correctly, and they, um, uh, for like whatever reason. So, and the Jaguar version, I think it's just one of those that one of the servers come from it a little bit for one reason or another, but I'm not sure. I don't worry about it. So I don't pretend to understand all the like all the. Um, like all the um, the factors behind that, but anyway, so uh, the Super NES version of this game came out a few years after the arcade game. Well, actually, I'm sorry, not a few years after. I'm thinking about like something else. Um, it, it came out about a year after the arcade game uh, came out. It, uh, um, it came out. Um, it came out in North America like in March, in March of 1994. Um, so, and there also was, and, and it was also released later on the following year, the upgraded Terminal Determ- Edition of, of this game. Uh, so it was actually two versions, with two versions, like, out there, like the Super NES. 
So, um, uh, so most people probably have heard about this game at least in passing. This this, this game is this game is Exhibit A for what I would call to be a casual sports game because sports games sports games traditionally fall into like fall into camps. You have the you have the casual casual sports the casual sports game fan uh, camp, and then you have the simulation sports sports game camp. Um, Casual, the casual fans are the, ca- the casual fans. Yeah, I'll be okay. Casual fans will play casual sports games. That's the point I was trying to make. <laughs> That's a very good point, Greg. Um, yeah, the casual sports games are very pick up and play. They're very, uh, uh, they're very arcadey. Uh, you don't really need to you play. You play. You play. You need to know anything about the sports. I mean, very, very little. Just be able to pick it up, playing you know, to have fun with it. Uh, they're usually they're usually multiplayer. They're, they're multiplayer. They're usually like rambunctious. Uh, with like you know like very bright over the top uh, you know gameplay moves and styles and graphics and whatnot. Uh, other good examples of games, well, well, all four of those NES classics that I mentioned are definitely, uh, definitely did, uh, definitely fall into the casual game category. Uh, for a more modern example, uh, the hot, the hot shot golf. Oh boy, try saying that five times fast. Uh, uh, golf games currently available on console, PC, and, and, and phones are also also very definitely casual sports games. Uh, which I've heard very good things about, so I'd like to check it out. Um, simulation games are the ones where they're like the sport, the, like the sport of the game is depicting is much more is much more realistically uh, portrayed. They're they're more complicated. Uh, they're more detailed. They're definitely they're definitely they're definitely realistic as possible as much as possible uh, simulations of the actual sport itself. Uh, the Madden series is the most famous example of what that's, which actually which actually started out kind of half arcadey, half simulation. Definitely, it's gotten much more simulation uh, like over the last ten years. But nowadays, the Madden games are definitely are definitely in the camp of simulation. Um, you know the um, uh, you know. The, so we also have the MLB, the show games, um, and you also have the like the um, uh, you know the NBA 2K X games. Um, I know technically wrestling is not considered to be a sport, George, but I think the the current wrestling games are probably definitely simulation heavy. Like, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So NBA Jam definitely falls into the definitely. You know, definitely, you know, definitely, like you know, casual sports game fan. Because again, I, I know a bunch of people who don't like basketball, but have actually had, um, had a lot of fun playing this game over the years. So that's one reason. So that's um, so, that's one reason. So that's an argument that I made toward like, toward George and um, when I wanted to cover this game like in the podcast. Um, so we'll find out how well how well that works later on. But um. <laughs> um Talk about the you know talk about the gameplay here like real quickly uh, before we get into some other stuff here. This is this is this is not this is a um, this is a pretty pretty fast paced pretty casual you know, but even for like you know casual sports games go representation of basketball. It's two on two. Um, it does have the NBA license, so you can pick from like all three NBA teams, and you get to pick uh, from the two best players who are on that team as of 1992-1993 a basketball season. Um, you know, and some players, you know, some players better than others. Uh, you know, you know, they did program in certain, certain, certain stats and whatnot that kind of operates things like behind the scenes, as how like you know, you know, players making long, uh, making like jump shots versus like dunks and that kind of stuff. So there's it's like there's other kind of stuff going on here. Uh, you know, going on the other kind of the 
set behind the programming logic of the game. Uh, a real quarter muncher, like in the arcade, because like uh, 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 because your original quarter, uh, uh, you know, you know, you know, you like one, like one quarter, uh, uh, one quarter of gameplay. So if you wanted to play the whole game, you have to keep like dumping in quarters. Um, but uh, yeah, and up to four, um, and up to four people could play at once, which definitely made for, like a you know fantastic over here. Uh, 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 a fantastic like, arcade experience. So this game, as I said, was developed by Midway. The main program behind it was Mark Trammell, who had a pretty good record of like you know uh, you know designing like a whole bunch of like you know popular uh, popular um, uh, popular arcade games from Midway during this time period. Um, the history of this goes back uh, a little bit interesting actually. Uh, I I didn't know all this before doing the research the research on it. Um, he had designed a game for Midway a couple years back, which which another game which another game that we covered on this podcast way before George even joined us, uh, called Smash TV. Um, so you played that game, game, George? Yeah, yeah, it is. The Super NES version of the game is very, very good. Um, so he fought up. So Smash TV was a huge success. He fought uh, Mark Mark fought up Mark fought up, fought up that game with a pseudo sequel called Tunnel. Uh, Total Carnage, which we do need to cover this podcast at some point, because Total Carnage did, you know, did get ported to Super NES as well. Um, I like it. So, spoilers, I like Total Carnage, Carnage like quite a bit, but the game did not do quite as well in the arcades as, uh, as Smash TV did. And Mark was under pressure for like his bosses to try to turn around uh, to turn around that slump and kind of like and try to do a more successful like arcade game uh, like the next like the next day uh, his next game and this was also during a time period in the early 90s when like the arcade market was, like, was going through resurgence being dominated by like, you know, Street Fighter 2 and, um, and fighting games of its ilk so they really needed a, a something like something like something special to be able to stand out amongst the crowd and be able to she had to be able to make uh, uh, away some money, so definitely a lot of competition and some like you know tight pressure like under him. So he went back to look at a game that Midway had done a few years ago before that uh, called Arch Rivals, which came out in uh, like in the arcades in 1989 and also got ported to some systems like the Atari 700. Uh, uh, the, um, uh, got a very good late late in a system uh, port of this game. Arch Rivals definitely... Arch Rivals definitely is the inspiration for NBA Jam. There's a lot of NBA Jam that was taken over for, like, Arch Rivals, because Arch Rivals is also, like, a two-on-two, um, you know, basketball, rough-and-tumble, casual sports game with, like, you know, like, uh, penalties and that kind of stuff. The main differences between the games is that Arch Rivals also had power-ups available in it, uh, and Arch Rivals took place uh, kind of outside... Like outside, outdoors, like rough and tumble uh, gangster area or no holds bar kind of setting. Whereas, like in this game, they went to the NBA and um, and licensed the rights to be able to use the teams and the players uh, for the licensing cost of hundred dollars, like per machine sold. Oh wow! Well, I mean, our, well, I, I I couldn't find how much arcade machine originally sold for, but it, but but based upon what I know about arcade machines at this time period. Probably talking about the. You're probably talking about a machine, the machine, the machine that was the machine that was that was around six hundred to six hundred thousand uh, dollars each a pop. So, um, you know, so it's a. Uh, so I mean, even so, even that high licensing though, uh, Midway still made money hand uh, hand over fist because this game was hugely popular. Uh, it was a very popular arcade game, which which explains like the tournament edition that, that came out a year later with some additions and um, stuff to it. Um, most of the players who um, the player roster is pretty good, like I said before. 
you could pick from the two best players on the team on the team like the time period. Two notable exceptions for players who are missing uh, from this game, though, like would be the probably arguably the two best players of a time period. Um, uh, Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal. They, uh, both those players had separate had separate like I said, had left separate agreements and contracts in place, be, in place because how because how powerful that the powerful that those men were at those time period, and therefore like, and therefore Midway did not get from the NBA uh, the rights to use their names and likenesses. So there's so, so, those two players are out. Um, but uh, curiously enough, uh, Michael Jordan, however, was a fan of this game. There were a lot of NBA players who actually were big fans of this game um, uh, for, for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, and Michael Jordan liked the game so much that you know, like Mark developed a personal, a personal, a personal ROM, uh, a, a ROM variation, like uh, uh, play this game for him, like for his own use. And and he is in that version of the game. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I wonder if that person's ever been dumped. That'd be like, you know, like who to play around. Uh, uh, you'll play around uh, like a name, I think. But, but uh, yeah, that sounds interesting. So, uh, yep, and uh, and uh, and uh, and and uh, this is also interesting. Uh, um, I remember this was a this was a you know this was this was a rumor going around for a long time back when the game the first came out because some people noticed. Um, they the rumor was that it seemed to th- uh, that seemed to be like when that that seemed to be like when um, uh, two of the biggest two of the biggest and most and best teams in the league at this time period was the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons. So you know those two teams were like very popular, very uh, popular to play like an arcade game. The, the arcade game would also tell you uh, how, how popular that team was being played at that machine, which is a cool touch. You know, they, hmm. uh, you know, we somebody select a team, so somebody select a team will tell you this is the second most popular team uh, played this machine. This is the, the you know this is the you know this is the you know this is the eighth most popular team played this play this machine. So, so a lot of people, so, so a lot of people like were playing Pistons versus uh, Pistons, Pistons versus Bulls against one another quite a lot in NBA GM. And they noticed that um, the Bulls always seem to uh, that the uh, and so and so they noticed the Bulls always seem to come up short with the, against the Pistons uh, for last second shots in close games. And it wasn't and it wasn't so it wasn't until 2008 that Mark Trammell confirmed that yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's true. He's a He's a lifelong Detroit Pistons fan, and he programmed the game to be a little bit biased against the Bulls in the uh, play, play mm, situation. Of course. <laughs> so I got a good laugh out of that because of, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, this version of this so so, so like, this looks so, this game was like I said, wicked popular. It's like so, so, for like the numerous are, are, uh, home versions, and all those versions are none, none of the home versions are horrible. I, I, I played, I played, I played a little bit. I, I played a little bit, a little bit of all of them, and, and doing research, research like for this. But uh, you know, they're all playable. Even the Game Boy version, uh, even, the play, even those hardware limitations, is still a pretty playable, playable, playable port of this game. So, I mean, all of them are playable. Just like you know, they all have like certain pros and cons. And the Super NES version certainly has those, and uh, 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 certainly has those like presents, like presents well. So, um, 
most of the most of the, most of their features do carry over to this version of the game. Um, you know, there are still all three teams. Uh, you know, like the same like player rosters. Uh, the controls are very similar. In this, uh, they are very similar. They're very similar like this game, like they were like an arcade version. It's still two on two players. You can still. It's only two. Um, you know. You know. It's still, you know. It's still t- you know, there's still like, uh, there's the, you know, there's still like two-player option for it. Um, so uh, some of the some of the, some of the things that had to be cut out, some of the voices are missing. This game does not have as many of the voices present in this version of the game that the arcade version did, uh, because of because of their hardware limitations and like you know limited you know limited space available in the car. There are some catchphrases present in the, in this game, but not all the ones that the arcade game was like like well known for. But also curiously enough, and I could not find out why this is the case, every other version of this game has music. This version of the game does not. It's silent. Hmm. And I have no idea why. That is that is odd. I mean the Genesis version has it. There's no reason that, that, that there's no there's no reason that as far as I can tell, the version of the game does not have the music, but I mean yeah, I mean it's not a great song uh, a song it's not it's not a um it's not a deal breaker that's missing out, out of this but it's also very noticeable because i'm like god this is quiet um because yeah there's no music the sound effects yeah. are here the sound effects sound pretty good i think but um but uh yeah so uh i so i so i was very familiar with this game still of course because like i said because like i said i had no problem picking up this game right away because right away despite the fact that i never played the version of the game because i was because i was so familiar with like the arcade version of the game uh george what was your experience with this game picking up the period speaking of the first time um uh like did you, so so did you truly find it like you know pick up and play or did you have some uh, difficulty uh getting hang of the controls I mean, there's not not too much you can do, so it's. I don't see why it wouldn't be pick up and play. There's only like. I mean, it depends. You know, when you're on offensive and defensive, the controls right. change, yeah. sure. And you're probably going to have to get used to that uh, because sometimes you don't have the ball, but then you go to the offensive. Um, or defensive, I'm sorry. And uh, honestly. It's it's not too hard. Like past that, it's not too hard to um, control. Honestly, uh, I think don't like just two of the face buttons do the same thing. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. You have, uh, um, because offense on offense, you have like one button to pass, right. like one button to shoot, right? Um, and you also have a turbo button that you can use every now and then uh, to be able to, like, you know, like, uh, uh, um, you know, to be able to, you know, to be able to, like, you know, to, uh, you know, to make your shots go further and, you know, increase your chances, like, the, uh, you know, increase your chances, like, the ball being able to, like, you know, go in. Um, on defense, on defense, on defense, uh, um, um, uh, on defense, uh, like, on defense, like the button, um, you have, like, one button to, to jump, I do try to look like a shot to another, um, another button to try to like you know like uh, steal the ball. Yeah. Um, and and in both offense and defense, you can switch between your two players at any time. Uh, you control one player and the egg. Um, you know, and, you know, and the AI control the other player like your team. So yeah, the controls are pretty simple. I think. Uh, do you think they handle well? Did you have any problems like you know like moving your guy around like whatnot? No, not really. Okay. 
So we already mentioned the music and sound effect. There is no music in this game, unfortunately. Um, you know, um, the sound effects I thought the, the, the sound effects I thought of this game were, like, were quite good. Um, you know, you have you, you know, you have the typical basketball the, the basketball sounds, like you know, like the, you know, sneakers sneakers squealing against the against the court. Uh, you know, the thump of the the, 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 the like the ball like going off the rim, that kind of stuff. Um, the voices, like I said, there's not there's, there, there there is not unfortunately unfortunately the same catchphrases as many of the catchphrases uh, in this version of the game. But what's there? I, I, what's there? I think the voice sounds very good in this game. Um, it's not the best voice, but it's a uh, but certainly a very clear and sensible, like good voice. Uh, what do you think about the sound effects and voices? Uh, they're good. <laughs> I don't know. They work. I don't really have much to say about how the game sounds. It's appropriate. Did you have any problem understanding the voices? No, um, no, it's pretty okay. clear. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's my impression too. So, um. Graphic, graphics for this game is a mixed bag, and this is where they had to make some compromises. Uh, compromises like the port of the game, to, to, uh, like I said before, to shoot one into a 16-bit system that was not as powerful as original, like, you know, as original like arcade hardware. And we've talked about this before, George, with like recent, with recent like Genesis versus Super NES conversions uh, and whatnot, and like. This version of the game, I think uh, the background graphics are very good and sharp. The basketball court looks great. Um, like you know, the background, I uh, know the background, the close-up background with like you know the players like right up, um, you know the uh, the players' benches and the players and the players and the players like either side of the basketball court. You know, play don't talk about right. You know, um, you know the first few rows, people like sitting like real, like real close in like the court. Um, those graphics are very sharp, like very large, detailed. Um, the background graphics about the crowd and the characters, um, you know, like the four basketball players themselves, not quite as sharp. Um, and um, and I'm just a version of the game. It's like the opposite. Hmm. So once again, once again, like once again, you have that case where like you know, like Genesis versions better, better graphically in some areas, in some areas, Super NES versions like better than others. Um, it's the, um, it's very interesting looking at these games because games because, because we've had a recent slew of games on this podcast where like you know we've had to occasion occasion to directly compare. Uh, this is the 16-bit version of the game, and it's like, yeah, this is this is this is strange. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the graphics aren't horrible. I think, like I said, um, you know, uh, the basketball court itself, and uh, the, um, you know, and the players, and, you know, and the, and the and the people and the players sitting right up against the uh, against the court, and also the and also that day, uh, the announcers, uh, the announcers slash uh, judges the judges bench. Um, you know, I thought. I, I thought I thought those graphics like looked sharp and clear and and very very good. Whereas the players are just like you know, the players are kind of fuzzy. They're kind of like you know they're the you know there's like you know limited colors. Uh, not really like good resolution on those. Hmm. Uh, what you th- so? What was your impression like with the graphics, George? Um, they're fine. Honestly, I I don't know. I think. The the um, players looked pretty good, you know, uh, as well as they could do in in this type of game. Um, I don't know. I mean, everyone kind of looked the same out on the court, but when they had the like portraits, you, I mean, you could obviously tell a difference there. Right. Yes. So, yeah. um, looks like a bas- basketball game going on. 
Yeah, they used they used digitized photos of like the players to put them onto the heads, which in the arcade version of the game and in this version of the game looks pretty good. I mean, like you know, they do have big heads, but it's not as grievous as it is with some other ports of the game, where it's like really big heads and it kind of looks like a proportion proportion like the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> but they, um, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean. You know the arcade game was the arcade game had gorgeous graphics. I mean, like the like time period that it came out, like arcade came out, and like you know, um, oh, I really love the touch, the the uh, the touch that both the arcade version and this version of the game has when you score a basket. Uh, it shows up that you know that very that very television like um, like score summary that shows you like the NBA player logo on the side and like you know on the. The team names. That's very close to how the. It's very very close to how the scoreboards that I actually showed on TV on, on TV broadcast the games during this time period. And really, and really, it's not that much different from how it is now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very nice touch to have that. I touch that that included. So. Oh, some of the other some of the other sound effects is uh, the sound effects that the sound effects of the arcade ver- that the uh, I mean the arcade version had are either missing or not as pr- or not or, or, or not as in this version of the game. The crowd cheering and booing, for example, is not really um, is not really um, is not really like to be found here, unfortunately. But um, yeah, you know, again, I didn't notice any of that. Yeah, it's missing, unfortunately. Yeah. But so um, overall difficulty of the game. Um, well, it depends upon. It helps to know. It helps to know, but you can find this out like very easily looking online these days too. A basketball fan would know which teams are which teams are good teams during this time period, and they would gravitate toward those teams because those players, those players obviously have certain advantages over advantages like over the other players. Because like even though, you know, even though they try to take the two best quote unquote best players um, on the roster to include in this game, certain teams are just better than other teams. And like you know, like and like you know, if you take a good team like the Bulls, you're you're going to have much you tell you the uh, uh, time playing this game then if you you know then if you played a game you know you know then if you team like my beloved Celtics who are not very good at all during this time period <laughs> um but uh, but but yeah but yeah you can look that information up very easily like online these days um so I forgot to mention that little tidbit to you before we started playing this George uh, so I'm curious to hear what you've um, how you made out as far as as far as the as far as as far as as far as as far as, as, far as the difficulty like this uh, uh, the difficulty like this game? Did you try different teams teams or just try um you were sort of just stick like sort of stick like one team for your game playing? I just stuck to one. I I didn't really. I don't know. I had no interest in really choosing any other team because it was just easier for me to pick something blindly and just go so like what team did you end up with I I went with New York okay yeah they were a decent team yeah decent team during a decent team during this this time period so um did you did you have any um I'm curious to hear about your like your like your like your like your playing experiences did you have a hard time uh beating the AI like were you able to beat the AI um yeah I was actually able to beat the AI um the games were like really back and forth mm-hmm. yeah. but uh I kind of learned how to game the system and get a decent amount of three three pointers so yes yep yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, three, yeah, yeah, three point shots are huge. They're huge in this game. Like I said, like I said before, like, like I said before, certain players will do better at making three point shots than other players do, just like in real life. But um, yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, I thought that the programmers, I think, I think did a very good job, uh, a very good job of keeping that, of keeping that intense, fast paced back and forth gameplay style that their arcade game was known for. Yeah. Um, it's it's um. Uh, even back when playing the game like an arcade against strangers, it was very, very rare for the game to get more than like eight points out of uh, I mean, out of balance. Um, you know, like you know, because it seems like I I can't confirm this, but I almost, but I almost, but I, but I almost suspect that the game kind of kind of tilted things a little bit to a little bit against the uh, against 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 a team and probably started like you know like started to pull ahead too much to keep things balanced like i said i can't confirm this it may just be my you know like my own my own uh, speculation slash a um gut feeling about things but i would i but be, you know, but, but you know, but I would not be shocked if it's like a line of code in here that would kind of like balance that. But yeah, so yeah, all in all, the programming, the programming in this game, I think, is quite solid. They were able to keep the they, you know, you know, they, you know, they were, you know, they were able to they, they were able to keep the core essence about the talk about that quick, fast-paced, frantic uh, gameplay that this game is like really like known for. So I really, uh, I really like you know, give them like kudos for that. Um, all things considered, trying to put this game onto the onto the quote-unquote weaker Super NES. Uh, with the glaring omission about the music not being present, if you go to like you know like small little like bits and uh, you know like uh, uh, nitpicks I have this game, uh, I thought th- th- I thought th- so I thought I thought the port of the game was pretty good. I mean it wasn't it wasn't great, but you know I think that again again knowing knowing that the ROK games as well as I did uh, as well as I did looking at it now I'm like they did a pretty decent job like I said, but like I said before I, I don't think any of the home versions uh, of the, 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 the game were horrible um, most people when it came out gave the game pretty high marks yeah uh, um, e, um, EGM gave it like 9 out of 10 like for all four of the scores um, the um uh, where they only gave Genesis version of the game like 7.6, so go figure. Hmm. But uh, but uh, yeah, so and, and so yeah, this game, this game, this game, this game's fall up tournament, uh, I, uh, a tournament edition sold like sold very well, which is you know which is reflected like in the price, um, uh, you know the price of the game that we were talking about here, you know like in a. Uh, like in a moment, the tournament tournament the tournament mode of this game, by the way, came out two years later. In, uh, um, sorry, the, the tournament edition of this, this game came out the following year. Um, it just um, you would just have like you know like more player attributes, player substitutions like were allowed, that kind of stuff. Just like you know the typical bell and bell bell upgrade that you find for a sports game. But I did not know until I started doing research on uh, research on this that. That this is actually a franchise. Um, <laughs> I spent so much time playing the first two, ver- the, uh, 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 playing the first two, the first two versions of this game. I had no idea that Midway kept going back to the well for it. There were a lot of NBA jam, jam games that came out later on that I just missed. I know there's more, um, but how many more are there? Quite a few more. Hmm. Uh, uh, after NBA Jam and NBA Jam Prime Edition, you had NBA Jam Extreme in, in 1996, uh, which came out for PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and Windows, as well as the arcade. Uh, then you had NBA Jam 99, uh, for which came out in 1998, the 64, and the Game Boy Color, um, uh, the N64. Uh, NBA Jam 2000 the following year for the Flight the N64. Then NBA Jam 2001 for the Game Boy Color. NBA Jam 2002 and Flight the Game Boy Advance. 
Uh, you sending a theme here at this point? Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't uh, see any theme here at all. Uh, NBA Jam the following year, 2003, for the PS2, like an Xbox. And then, um, so most of those, most of those, most of those, most of those games are just, like, just like upgrades. They also do like, they also have like 5 and 5 basketball, 3D graphics, simulation mode, um, create a player. Uh, that last one I mentioned, NBA Jam, also allowed you to play legendary all star teams for the 60, uh, uh, like, 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 like 50s all the way up to the present day, which is like pretty cool. So, after that, like, after that, like after, that, like after that, the franchise got a long rest, and then pretty much out of nowhere, Midway uh, uh, brought back this game, and it just calling it NBA GM in 2010, when they came out, like they said, a new upgraded version of the game for the Wii, the PlayStation, the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, like an Android uh, platforms. Uh, which Mark Trammell, the original creator, did have a hand in consulting, uh, uh, like this, uh, consulting, consulting like this one. This one I did know about because I played this at a friend's house, uh, like this, like Wii shortly after it came out, and it's pretty good. Um, you know, there's new modes present in that present in that game, campaign, one-on-one boss battles, uh, elimination, twenty-one and domination. You also have like you know. Uh, much better high resolution graphics. The, um, you know the controls work very well. Uh, uh, the Wii version uses the Wii version. You, you can use some of the Wii mode functions with it if you want to, but you can oh. also play it just regularly, like a controller. So, um, but either way is fine. I yeah, hate I mean, motion controls. <laughs> uh, and it. And then they released one more upgrade to that version of the game, NBA GM on Fire, the following year for the PS3 and Xbox 360, which just improved the AI and the graphics. Um, but yeah, that modern version of the of this game is pretty good. I actually, I actually, I actually had kind of forgotten I'd played it, and uh, I, I saw this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do, I, I do remember that. Um, you know, I do remember like playing that game like at a friend's house. But uh, um, yeah, I had no idea this this is a franchise. They went to that same you know once a year small upgrade uh, trap that a lot of like sports like sports game thing up like going into so I can't imagine that I, I can't imagine I, I can't imagine that the Game Boy Color GBA versions of the game are like a very good <laughs> I have no idea but uh, um, yeah so um, and there are a ton of codes uh, of codes and easter eggs uh, like in this game uh, the original arcade game was loaded with them also and uh, 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 um, you know and a lot of them you know a lot of them like came over to the Super NES pretty well. I'm not going to go into all of them here, but there's a ton of stuff in here. Uh, you can, uh, there's codes present that, um, uh, uh, there's codes present that, there's codes present the game for things like better dunks, better offense, uh, easier blocks, easier steals, infinite turbo, uh, you know, push opponent and don't get caught on it, slippery mode, like the floor, uh, slippery, slippery mode's fun. I, I, I did play that one. Uh, in, in that version of the game, the floors are, the floors are, the floors are done with an extra coat of wax, so everybody, uh, so everybody like, you know, like slips around like, very, very easily. <laughs> the AI kept pushing me down, and then they never got in trouble. Yeah, the foul calling in this version of the game does not seem to be as major as major as it was like in the arcade version of the game. I mean, there are fouls present here, but there's, uh, but the arcade version certainly had certain. Uh, they care. Uh, you know, certainly had like more fouls called. Um, not the, you know, not the arcade game was loaded with fouls anyway. Fouls don't tend to be usually found in casual sports games because they kind of like slow things down. But uh, but there was goaltending and uh, goaltending and like you know like um, um you know like uh, um you know things like that present like in the arcade game. So and some of those and you know very very few fouls are actually present in this version of the game. I noticed. Um, so uh, but um. 
There's also a whole bunch of like you know hidden characters that are in the game, uh, like you know fictional characters, uh, fictional characters, and there's also like some, um, and there's also like some like real life play. Uh, 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 and there's also and, and you know and also famously there's some like real life some real life uh, celebrities like a, um, you know like when you're uh, also uh, like Bill Clinton for example. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you can also play like as Larry Bird. You can also play as like you know Hillary Clinton. You can also play as like you know um, uh, like Randall Cunningham, who was a famous uh, Eagles quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, like this time period. That's an interesting choice. Uh, Mark Trammell himself is present in the game. Like you like put the right code in. So, but uh, um, yeah, a lot of other passwords here. I uh, uh, but, uh, uh password passwords here, and there is like, you know, and there is like, and there, and there is like one. I, I don't don't know if it's a bug or a secret or whatnot. Um, if the uh, if. Play, play. If you're going up to do a shot, just when the buzz is ringing, to do the, the, the ringing, the ringing, and then record the play, you, you, automatically, uh, you automatically be able to go tend that shot. So I don't know if that's a bug or just a feature. I don't know. But any, yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah. Final impressions. Um, I, um, I, I thought I thought this game was pretty good um, for considering considering the limitations that the system the system had. Uh, it came out pretty better than I had, had expected. It, it, I, um, you, know, you know, I think I would. Um, I think I, I think I like would have been happy would happy with this game if like I had it as a kid. It's just that when this came out, I was this 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 machine. This, this machine, because it was so, so like a profitable, stuck around in arcades for a long time. Uh, by the time you know, by the time several years later, uh, several years later, you know, by the time that this machine was no longer really, really, really found in arcades, the PlayStation, the PlayStation version of the game had come out. The PlayStation version of the game is the best, like the best version of the game, uh, hands down. It's a very, very close port, like an arcade game. So the, the PlayStation version of the game is definitely the best, the best version of the version of the game for the, uh, like for home use. But this game also, this game also has turned out, has turned up in several, several Midway arcade collections over the years. Also, so you can also like play it that way. Um, having said that, the Super Nintendo version of the game I, th- I thought was pretty good. It definitely kept the core gameplay intact, like an arcade game. The no music and some of the missing sound effects and, uh, um, and voices was a bit, just feel like it's a bit annoying. But I don't think it's anything really deal breaker. There, there, there's no major deal breaker with this game as, as far as I was concerned. Um, you know, this is still like a very like fun game, and you know, I would argue. And I'm curious to hear George's thoughts on this here, in, like in a moment. Um, that this that this version of the game is just as much fun for casual for, for a casual person who doesn't really even like know anything about basketball to um, to pick up and play, like have some fun with. Um, as opposed, to, like you know the you know as a, you know uh, you know along of the. Uh, you know, along with the guys who were like, um, actually, like, you know, like basketball fans. This game obviously is more fun play play, play against somebody else. Uh, you know, the AI while it's good, certainly certainly cannot replace the joy and experience of actually playing against somebody head to head. But for what it is, I think this game still captures the capture the core essence, like they're you know, like the arcade game very well, and still like a very fun, casual, casual, uh, uh, a casual sports game that anybody can enjoy, uh, sports, you know, sports game fan or not. So, um, so now, so the like, so now I'm curious to see what what George thought of this. <laughs> uh, this game's not for me, but uh, I can tell it is well made. Um, it was interesting to play, but it didn't really, it didn't really catch me. I. 
I did not really want to play this that much, but it wasn't, it wasn't like torture or anything. It just wasn't really that fun or interesting for me. Um, <laughs> it was interesting, like l learning how to play the game and learning the certain quirks and everything about it and, you know, creating basically a strategy to win. But other than that, I, I don't know. It's just not for me. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're one of the people I, I've talked to. I've talked to. I've talked to. Who, who plays the game like? Plays the game like we didn't. I hear for it all that much. Um, you know, like I said, my track record, my track record, even bringing friends and friends of this who really are not sports fans, they still, you know, you know, you know, they still like it enough to play like a few games. You know, like I said before, I think that, you know, I think the experience is enhanced by playing against somebody else. I think like if you're playing against another human, it like you might come away a, a bit, like feeling a bit differently about it, but. Maybe. Um, yeah, but no, not understanding that, just like, um, um, so yeah, I, you know, I thought, you know, I thought. You know, I thought that so. So I thought that you would enjoy this game like more. So um, I guess all I can say is like sorry. <laughs> I don't really like sports games. But yeah, but, yeah. But like I said, this is not really a sports game like per se because it's just like you know it's very is you know, basketball very a sport? It is. Well, it's then this casual... is a sports game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a sports game, but 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 I think but you know you know I think this game. And probably, um, you know, probably, and probably a, um, um, you know, like golfing, like modern golfing games and racing games and whatnot are like, are, you know, are like a very popular casual, uh, casual sports game fans. Uh, 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 um, well, sports games, sports games for anybody, for like many out there to play. So, but um, yeah, um, curious. Okay, well, um, well, um, you know, everybody's gonna have. So, Flex, everybody's tired of like their opinion. Um, I, you know, I'm just sorry that you didn't like this. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just, just sorry that you didn't like you enjoy the game more. But, um, but you know, I do, you know, but I do agree with you that the game was that the game was well put together. It was certainly better programmed, uh, programmed, uh, programmed system. That, um, you know, than it, um, you know, than I thought that it would be. Just like looking at it, just like you know, like right away. So, but uh. And you know, I think it holds up pretty well today. Um, so, like you know, it's just that you know some of the things are a little bit clunky today. Uh, playing it versus versus back when it came out, but it kind of if you don't give anybody information on this game, and you do, you like load it up on an emulator or something, and just like don't tell mm -hmm. them anything, I kind of right. feel like you know they it, it might feel like almost like some kind of modern indie game that does the whole pixel art thing it, hmm. it kind of seems like that i never thought about it that way but you're right um i could see it that way yeah yeah hmm interesting well okay um as i mentioned before uh this game was very popular uh lots of lots of copies of this like on ebay and you can have it uh again the pricing for this is all over it looks like it's all over the place We've had a spat of games recently where it's like the pricing, the pricing with these games is like there's no rhyme reason to it. It seems like it's like it's like it's like we George and I used to look at games where, where like the, the difference of prices, the prices for like for like card only or CIB only copies were like maybe ten dollar difference between them. Not not anymore. Not these like recent games. It's like I don't understand what the difference is, but. Um, 
I will say, however, going to this, one factor that may have affected the price difference and uh, price difference for this one is that um, there were a lot of copies of this game on eBay. 260 copies recently. Uh, 260 copies currently on there. Currently on there with 460 copies that recently sold. I was not going to go in there and separate and separate and separate the regular version of the game versus 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 the tournament edition. Tournament uh, edition uh, goes for game. a decent amount. I know. Yeah. I know the Jaguar one has a good price on it. So yeah, I'm not surprised. The Jaguar also had a much more like small like small permanent cars made for it too. I'm sure. So probably that also. So that also like affects the price, but so, yeah. So I apologize. Uh, given given all the hundreds of copies out there, I uh, um, I was I, I did I I was not about to t- the, I was not about to spend the hour or two that it would, the, you know, it would require to go in there and use eBay's horrible searching system to try to find <laughs> out which ones which ones were which and isolate them that much. So That's fine. These prices so so this, 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 like these prices include both this like these prices include like both versions of the game. Um, card only pretty cheap. Um, cheapest, the cheapest one I saw, the regular, the regular version of the game, and these prices include shipping was five twenty-five, uh, five dollars and twenty-five cents. Tournament, tournament edition copy sold for just a couple of dollars more. So, and the highest, um, in the highest card, in the highest card price was the twenty-one dollars. I'd rather buy UN Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> UN Squadron's a good game. Yeah, so oh. I'm not going like, you know, to argue, uh, I'll argue with that. Uh, CIV prices, uh, pretty cheap for, pretty cheap for, like, Super NES, uh, complete, complete game prices, $23.60. So, not that hard to get a hold of, uh, I mean, like, for a decent price. There was even, there was even a sealed copy, a sealed copy of Tournament Edition that's so recently sold for $77.50, hmm. which, again, for sealed pricing, is pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, for like you know, like seven dollars. Yeah, this game's totally worth. It, I think for seven dollars, but you know, especially if you know, especially if you know, especially especially like if they have a friend to play against. So, um, this uh, so uh, this and you know and, and like I said, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people show playing it. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of people must, a lot of people must be playing it. You know, playing it today to have like four hundred and sixty copies of the, uh, of the game is over the nine days. So it's it's it's, it's, it's uh, like it's moving. Hmm. You know, it's flying. You know, it's flying off the virtual shelf. Like per se. I do like me a virtual shelf. <laughs> I'll go right next to my virtual end table. <laughs> in your yeah, in your virtual like your virtual like your virtual Sims house. There you go. I wonder if you could have like a game collection, like in the, a game collection, like a recent, you know, like the, like the recent version of The Sims. I, I've not played The Sims in a long time. Uh, no, that sucks. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could you could buy bookshelves and and buy books and hmm. put books in the bookshelves. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Sims is not uh, life because. If you buy a bookshelf in The Sims, there's already books in there. That's not how life works. Right. <laughs> life does not give you the books in the bookshelf. No, unfortunately. It'd be <laughs> pretty cool if it did. <laughs> uh, so, alrighty. Well, thank you. For, so, thank you for so so thank you for indulging me like this title, George. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a chance to get me back here like right now though because it's your pick. Um, what game? So what game did you decide that you wanted to look at next time? Street Combat. <laughs> We're re-looking at it. <laughs> Battletoads and Double Dragon. Yep. Uh, 
crossover, a very curious crossover of two franchises that I have no idea how this ha- how this happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting, uh, but uh, I actually have some history with this game. Oh, okay, because I don't. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> uh, which is strange because I was a big Double Dragon f- uh, fan as a kid growing up. I, I loved Double Dragon g- uh, games. Uh, Bow Toads. I only ever played the grievously difficult NES version of the game. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is totally <laughs> but, different uh, from the arcade game. Thank, yeah, thank God for that much. <laughs> Why, you don't like the arcade game? No, the arcade game I do like. Oh, okay. I, I, I played that one quite a bit, but yeah, it, 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 it does not... Yeah, the arcade version does, the, the arcade version does not induce the same uh, screen like screen smashing moments of frustration that the NES version does. I, I much prefer the arcade version over the NES version. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's one of those, like... Yeah, it's like, you know, like... I, I knew this crossover always existed, but I never played this game, so I'm curious to check it out. Yeah, it's such a weird uh, thing to cross over because you wouldn't you wouldn't think that they would do this. Well, there's well 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 there's another well there's another crossover franchise that happened uh, during this time period also that which also came out on multiple systems including Super NES. That I have no idea how that happened. Um, Terminator versus Robocop. Oh yeah. Which another game we'll have to, which another game that we we'll have to like look at at some point because I'm curious about that. Because yeah, yeah, that's another yeah, 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 that's another crossover franchise. They're going like, how the hell did that happen? But <laughs> um, because Alien vs Predator makes sense. I mean, that's been going on for like quite a while now. That you know, you know, that mashup happened in comics way before it ever came over to like you know movies and video games. Yeah. But but yeah, this one I have no idea. So. But anyway, yeah, good pick. Well, we will, uh, we will, we will get into it next time. Next time, we, next time that we come back, uh, you come to you guys in two weeks. Yay! So that, that ends this episode of the podcast. We are a proud member of both the Throwback Network and Retro Junkies. We can find a whole bunch of other like retro themed uh, podcasts, both gaming and non gaming related. Uh, we are available on Libsyn. Uh, we are also available on iTunes. Please check us out on there. Give us a review. We very much appreciate it. We have a Facebook page, getting very close to 1,000 likes. So thank you everybody out there for uh, f- like supporting it. Yeah, I'm watching that too. And it's like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, um, if you ha- so if you have any questions, comments, etc., what you can leave you can either leave them for us Facebook Facebook page, or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. George and I also do another podcast together, PlayStation Power, where we cover PS One and PS Two games. Just to warn that just to warn that podcast is not family friendly like this one is. But uh, um, and George also does some other stuff too. Uh, f- um, I like on the side. What else do you do, George? Master System Masterpieces. We recently released an episode. It was fun. That's basically it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I think that's about it. Do you have anything else you want to add in for Final Thought, George? Uh, don't make me play another basketball game. <laughs> I already played too many. Can't make any promises, but I can't promise ah, you that. Dang. I mean, but it would be a while. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, take care. Goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. 
Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.